I try to tell my followers what I'm doing in that picture, like what kind of material? Is it 4140 pre-hard? Is it 6061 aluminum? Is it 300 series stainless steel? You know, are we having a tough time machining that part? Just exactly what's going on. I want them to actually feel like they're in my shop with me while I'm trying to get this, sh this job machined and out the door. I want my listeners to know what's going on in my shop, know what we do, and kind of feel that. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metalworking Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. I'm Jason Zanger, and welcome to episode numero uno of Making Chips. I'd like to welcome my friend and hey. co-host, Jim Carr, the hashtag manufacturing of social media. Hey, Jason, we're here. Boom. <laughs> Finally. Finally, we're doing it. How you doing, Jim? I'm good. I'm good. Good. So what is this little show we're calling Making Chips? Uh, well, this, it, it's a culmination of months in, in, in the making. It's amazing that we're finally here right now. But to, to tell the story real quickly, uh, back in November last year, Jason and I were interviewed on a local Chicago radio station called Mad Rocket Business Radio. About two weeks after it aired, he came up to me and said, you know, I think we really killed that interview, that radio program. Have you ever heard of podcasting? I said, yes. Do I listen to podcasts? I said, no, but I'll start. And uh, he said, let's do it. I think uh, there's a good opportunity for us to do it in a manufacturing platform. It's all about giving back to our community. We're both passionate about manufacturing. It's in our bloods. We're, we're both second generation, third generation manufacturing people. So, and we, we, we really think we can provide value to our listeners and equip the leaders in our industry um, with some good, solid knowledge. Yeah, it's all about building up the manufacturing industry. And um, Jim and I feel like we have a lot to add, a lot to um, give back to the manufacturing community. We want to see it grow here in the United States. Absolutely, we do. I think it's, it's all positive. So what's on the agenda today? What are we doing? What are we so talking about? The, the first thing we want to talk about on Making Chips is manufacturing news. And I think you're, you're going to cue us into that. Yeah, well, you know, this is typically what I do. It kind of segues into what we're talking about today about podcasting. But, you know, typically every day I, I look at Google News and I, I look at manufacturing news and I scroll through the latest in manufacturing news that I see every day. And I just happen to come across one today that's kind of relevant. Obama's going to pump another $300 million into um, invest in the manufacturing community. I thought it was kind of relevant uh, because we're, we're also doing that big digital manufacturing lab down in downtown Chicago at Goose Island. You, you've heard of that, right? I, I have. You're not, it, you're not getting political on us, I'm are you? I'm not getting political, but it's down, right downtown, right by your house, right? It is by my it's house. Not I do live in Chicago. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of interesting. I thought we could talk about it just for you know 90 seconds or so and say, is it really important that our government gets involved in helping us manufacturers or helping the public to realize the importance of manufacturing in our in our community. 
All right, first of all, I can't believe that you started with a political <laughs> news story. No, that's fine. Uh, but, it's, we're, we're, we're not going to dig deep. We're just going to high level. So I, I think that there's, there's two components to it. Yes, I think that there's a role for government to play in helping the manufacturing community. But I also think that there's a role for the government to get out of the way. So, you know, we've got those two sides of the story. So where, where exactly are they investing that $300 million? Uh, NASA and digital manufacturing. Okay, so the digital manufacturing is in Chicago. Right, that's the digital manufacturing lab. It's going to be in Goose Island. Okay, and I believe that that's the second manufacturing lab, the other one being in one of the Carolinas. I think you're right. I do not know that for sure. Okay. That'll be a future podcast. Okay, yeah, we'll have, we'll have to talk about anyway, that. But anyway, you know, I think it's good. I think our, we would like our listeners to think about that and think about how it's going to affect them and give us some feedback on our website. And uh, we'll discuss that on a future podcast. But yeah. I want people to start thinking about it right now. Yeah, I, I think the fact is, is that the government is spending this money. And so even if you're against them getting involved in business, if they're going to spend the money, you know, try to, try to play a role and try well, to get involved. Because... And I think, personally, I think any time that we can, manufacturers, manufacturing, can get any PR, it's a good thing. At the end of the day, if you can get that word into our general spoken language and people know what it's about and know that there's excitement in manufacturing, it's a good thing, regardless if it's political or not. I, I agree. People need to know the impact of manufacturing in our jobs and in our economy and, and, and how it you know puts food on people's table. So Absolutely. let's move to the main subject of our podcast today, which what is might that be? social media. I made a little joke at the beginning about Jim being the hashtag manufacturing of social media, but Jim, you have built a reputation for bringing a social media conversation to manufacturing. So what prompted you to get into social media? Good subject to talk about. Yes, I, I have been branded that un unknowingly, but that's, that's quite okay. I, I enjoy it. But well, So here's the story. So about five or six years ago, my three teenagers were on their smartphones and on the computer, on their PC every day, and they were totally engaged with Facebook. And I started to look at them and say, holy moly, what is going on with them? This is like engrossing their entire time. So I started to listen. So you're saying that you were talking to them and they weren't listening to you? Well, they weren't listening. No, they certainly were. They were totally engrossed with what was going on at Facebook. But what I started to think about is it was such a major phenomenon in their life and their lifestyle that this was going to be relevant in the way they're going to go into their future. So then I started to look at Facebook I heard that businesses were starting to advertise and communicate with their audience on Facebook. With that younger generation. With that younger generation. So I, in, in short, I set up a car machine and tool Facebook page. And when was that? That was about uh, five years ago. Okay. Why did you do it? I mean, what, I mean, obviously spending time on social media takes you away from other aspects, aspects of your business. So it does. Wh why did you start that? I, I just wanted to experiment. I, I knew there was something there. I had no idea what what it could bring, but it, it interested me enough that I, I feel felt like I, I shouldn't just leave it and shelf it. It's something I needed to, to uh, grasp a little higher and figure out how people were engaging with social media because that's really the whole the whole concept is how we're engaging with it. Okay, so at the time, you weren't thinking about SEO and brand not awareness and stuff like absolutely that? Absolutely okay. not. I learned all that later, so I kind of fell into it. Okay. All right, so let's, let's bring it back to now. 
what, what's your primary driver for being in social media? Absolutely, first and foremost, SEO. SEO is the biggest one, and I think we'll dig into that in just a little bit and tell you why. Brand awareness, brand image, two. Culture, culture of your company, three. That's a, that's so a huge one. So customers can understand who you are as a company, get exactly. to know Jim Carr better. Well, they're not knowing Jim Carr, but they're knowing Car Machine and Tool better on a level that their younger audience, their younger people can relate to. It kind of validates us as a legitimate business because that culture, that generation of young people are, it, it, it's so engrossed in their culture that they automatically validate me as a legitimate company because they, they see me have a, a business Facebook page. So if you've got a younger buyer that works for one of your customers, if you're not on social media, you don't exist. Well, sure. If, they, if, they, if I call them and I, I try to make a, a, they're a prospect, I call them, I say, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that, go to our website. Well, on our website, there's a link to our Facebook page. So those three things validate, you know, the, the website, the call, the Facebook page, and then on top of that, maybe a Twitter feed or also an Instagram or, or even my LinkedIn. So you mentioned SEO. So for all of our listeners, SEO is the process of making your website more accessible to the search engines. So it's as called an exam- search engine optimization. That's the acronym. Search engine op- optimization, exactly. And th- there is some debate about whether social media increases your search rankings. So people would say that directly it does not. So directly, it does not increase your search rankings, but indirectly, it does. We're not going to get into exactly what that means right now, but what I would say is it's important as far as search engine uh, optimization goes to be in social media. And, and I think that you've probably seen that in your search engine rankings. Absolutely. I typically come up in the top five. When people are looking for a machine shop in my area, I come up top five. And there, there's no other reason why... I wouldn't because Google recognizes Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those social media platforms as relevant to what people are searching for. If they see that Car Machine and Tool is an active user of those social media platforms, it's going to recognize me as a leader in my industry, and they're going to rank me high. It's that easy. Okay. In the simplest of terms. What social media platforms are you using right now? Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Instagram? Uh, I do not have a car machine and tool Instagram page. We do have a making chips Instagram. We do. We do. Absolutely. So that's coming. That, 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 yeah, there's a couple pictures up, but it, it is coming. And I'm sure the car machine Instagram is coming too, because I know that, Jim, you are very much into art and style, and you like to bring that to your manufacturing as I do. well. Your, your stuff looks good. Thanks. Thanks. So how, how often are you tweeting or posting on Facebook? or posting into LinkedIn? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I typically do. I When I get in the morning, my, I open up my browser on my um, PC. The browser automatically goes to, of course, my email and my Facebook page and my Twitter feed. And I also go to Google News. And there, I have, a, I have it searching for all Google manufacturing news. So what I do is I scroll down the Google manufacturing news. I just really quickly look at all the articles that feature that day and anything that's relevant or interesting to me that I think will be interesting to my followers, the people, my community of people that are following me on my social 
platforms. I, I just copy that link real quick from that news article, repost it on my Facebook page, repost it on my LinkedIn, and repost it on my uh, Twitter feed. So if somebody wants to understand what's going on in manufacturing news, they just need to subscribe to you. So they don't need to go out there and do their own searching, try to understand what's happening in the manufacturing community. They just need to subscribe to your Twitter feed in order to get the latest news in manufacturing, which Absolutely. I think is a benefit to your followers. And I think that that's something that other manufacturing companies out there could duplicate and they could bring that benefit to their followers as well. Right. Well, I'm, I'm streamlining it through it already. I'm cutting through all the, the crap and I'm, I'm pu putting out stuff that I think is relevant specifically to metalworking manufacturers. All right. Did you just say crap? I did. Okay. Just want, wanted yeah. to double check. So if somebody is new and intimidated by social media... Don't be. Okay. In your opinion, what should they do first? I mean, I, it, it's got to be a little intimidating. So, Well, well it is, but you know, in, in case you, in, unless you do it and try it, you're, you're never going to do it. So go to Facebook, open up a Facebook business page. It's different than a personal profile. Have at least a half a dozen pictures of your facility ready. Uh, what I typically do is I post a lot of pictures of parts that I've made in my shop or video that I've done machining some precision parts, some really cool stuff with the chips and the coolant lying around. It makes more for an interesting picture. And then I try to tell my followers what I'm doing in that picture, like what kind of material. Is it 4140 pre-hard? Is it 6061 aluminum? Is it 300 series stainless steel? You know. Are we having a tough time machining that part? Just exactly what's going on. I want them to actually feel like they're in my shop with me while I'm trying to get this, sh this job machined and out the door. Because we, we all live that every day, you know? It's and, what it's all about. And, and sometimes you even talk about the tooling that you use. I do. Well, it's all about good tooling and everything. But, yeah, it, the most important thing is I want my listeners to know what's going on in my shop, know what we do, and kind of feel that, have that emotional connection with car machine and tool and our machining problems and what, you know, what we do every day. You want to tell a story about, you know, a day in the life of car machine. And kind of, yes, in a very, you know, quick. Once again, what's the first thing that somebody should do? You know, the first thing that I did when I, when I got on Twitter is that I started following other people. So I, I guess that what I would recommend is if, if you're going, if you're new to social media, the first thing that you should do is, first of all, start following Jim and start following other people in the manufacturing industry. Repost valuable content. And one of the other components of social media that you had talked to me about once was um, social media PPC. And in order to yeah. define that acronym, acronym again, PPC is pay-per-click. So it's a pay-per-click advertisement it's an it's paid advertising right so there's pay-per-click which is most commonly used when we talk about google and search engines but there's also a pay-per-click as it relates to social media so you could pay facebook in order to appear in particular people's news feeds it's great no i've, I've used it before it's fabulous I, I assume you want me to uh elaborate on that i do yeah so it's it's really cool so for instance when i'm looking for new facebook fans, Facebook followers to follow my business page, what it will do is I can set up a, a like a like campaign 
And what it'll do is it'll ask me very general questions about who am I targeting as a new fan? So again, in the simplest of terms, it'll say male, female, between the ages of 14 to 104. What parts of the country, what states do I want to target my new fans at? And most importantly and most specifically is what do they do for a job? Because when we fill out a personal Facebook page, we have to put in all that criteria, our age, our demographic, what we do for a living. So your build, Facebook is building a profile of all of us personal people that are on Facebook. So when, you, when they want to target people, an audience of people to sell to, I have that beauty that I can target exactly who I want to. For me, for Car Machine and Tool, the ideal person that I want to target is probably a person between the age of 22 and 42 in a major state and or typically in the five-state region out of Illinois because people buy from people that are local. I'm looking for mechanical or industrial engineers and everybody fills out that what do they do for a living. So what happens is when I start this pay-per-click campaign on Facebook, there is a campaign that throws up a like campaign on all those people's news fees that I've targeted and niched down to. So what I'll do is I'll pay about a, anywhere from 20 cents to $1.20 for them to click on, my, on that, that ad and actually like my page. That's how I grow. The great thing about it is that it's very specific. I mean, very specific. You're, you're very getting niched. engineers that are, are very involved in specifying parts for the, the manufacturing industry. Sure, sure. What, what I would think is, okay, so you've got an owner of a manufacturing company, and he's not on Facebook, he's not on Twitter, he's not on Instagram. I would look at your staff and say, who is my 20-something, who is yeah. my 30-something that is on my staff, and ask them to start a Facebook page for you because like Jim said it's not hard and it can make a big impact to your company it can make it, it could bring a lot of um, a lot of people get interns a lot of people, a lot get of people interns. bring in interns it's, it, it, I, I hear it a lot lately look to your machinist I mean you might have a 20 something machinist that is on Facebook on a daily basis and he would love to get more involved in the company and ask him to start a Facebook page for you. Perfect. I mean, it's, you it's don't great, have Jason. to do it yourself. No, you don't. You know, you really don't. And, and, and as a matter of fact, you may not want the owner of the company to be doing it. You may want that 20-something guy that's in the shop because he's got, the, he's got his uh, camera phone in his hand all day long. Let him take pictures of your parts and start posting it. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it's going to bring a different personality. It's going to bring that personality to the company, that culture, that culture to the company yeah. that where you want to resonate with that same generation. So what I say we should close with is that you're actually finishing up your ebook, Social Media and Manufacturing. So for those of you that are new to social media in the manufacturing industry, you can get a quick start guide from Jim in order to start get started in social yeah, media. So. If you sign up on our website, um, you can get first access to that ebook. Absolutely. Be happy to help. So, the next segment of our show is metalworking tools. So, basically, what we're going to talk about now is new and exciting metalworking tools that are in the manufacturing industry. And let's talk about it. Yeah, let's that talk gets about me it. excited because that only helps promote my business. <laughs> It does. When, there's a, when there's a high efficiency, high technology tool out there, I want to know all about it because if I can cut a cycle time down, I'm on, I'm on board. 
Amen. That's what it's all about. So what a better time to talk about it than right after the IMTS show. So what did you see at the IMTS show that, from a tooling standpoint, that really got your attention? I saw the latest in technology. I mean, it, it, mostly like ISCAR. I'm an ISCAR buyer. I, I like their technology that they showcase. I, I like their support. I saw these 10 times D ISCAR Sumo Cam uh, drills that you can go like 10 times deep on the diameter and it'll hold the center line. I thought that was really interesting. As a manufacturer, we're always trying to cut down how many tools we need during a setup. If we're going to drill and ream or drill and bore a hole that's going to take us three to five tools, if I can cut it down to three tools, I'm much more, I'm much happier. And it's a higher precision part. Okay, so with that tool, you didn't have to spot, you could just start drilling. It, absolutely. Okay. And, 10 times and it's is... gonna, you can go 10 times diameter in yeah. depth, and it's going to maintain. It's not going to waver off that center line. That's great. From my standpoint, one, one of the neatest things that I saw at, at IMTS was the Sagami Swiss Laser. Now, there was a big crowd around this machine um, it, because it was you know, one, of the, one of the newest things out there. Basically, what it was is it was a a machine that was set up like a Swiss machine, um, but it was using a laser instead of a cutting tool mm. in order to um, manufacture the parts. Now, as interesting as this machine was, I, I, I did have some side conversations with some friends that I know are listening to this podcast who said that al although this machine was very interesting, it wasn't necessarily ready for... Um, the general prime public. Time yet. It yeah. wasn't ready for prime time. So it was a great step in the right direction, but it wasn't necessarily... But it had sexiness. It had sexiness. Oh, it had obviously, sexiness. Obviously, it drew everybody in. I did not see this. I don't know where the heck I was, but I did not see what you're talking about. I wanted, I wanted to see the sexiness, believe me. <laughs> Going back to social media, so one of the things that we want to talk about in the future is that we want to get a little more in-depth into each one of these social media platforms. So if you are interested in Facebook, if you're interested in Instagram, if you're inter interested in Twitter, please let us know. Go to makingchips.com. Let us know which one of these platforms is most interesting to you. So that and they can, can follow us too. And they can what? They can follow us. They can follow us. They can like our Facebook page. They can't follow me yet. Unfortunately, I'm... <laughs> oh, Zanger's Industrial doesn't have a Facebook page? Zanger's Industrial has a Facebook page, but Zanger's Industrial does not have a Twitter feed. Jason Zanger does, so okay. you could follow me. Okay. But let us know if you want to get more in-depth in, in any of these particular platforms so that we can have a whole segment about them. I think that's it, Jim. I Good. think that that's our first episode. Wow, congratulations, man. So it, if anyone has any comments about what we just talked about, we're at makingchips.com. It's pretty easy. So what kind of chips are we making? Because everybody jokes that we're, you know, if we want some salsa with those chips. Well, let me tell a quick story about how this all came about. Jason, we were looking for the name of our podcast. It's kind of um, relevant, I guess, to talk about it. And we were kind of like struggling one Sunday morning over coffee at a downtown Chicago restaurant. He said something about making chips. And I'm like, at first I'm like, oh, my God, that's really old school. But then I'm like, you know... It's really, it's old school, but it's new school because as a young man growing up in a family-owned and operated machine shop, all I remember hearing my dad saying was, if we're not making chips, we're not making money. And he could not have been any more truthful about that statement. How many times did you hear that in your life? Oh my God, hundreds, 
hundreds. So I think the answer to your question is we're making chips, but we're making money, and we're making money for the people that are listening to us because hopefully we can help them and make life a little bit easier in the daily grind. So with that, this is episode one of Making Chips, and we just thank you for listening, and please visit our website and follow us on Twitter, and we look forward to hearing from everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bang. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share, and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. Yeah, I just, a couple things, a couple bullets that I want to leave our listeners with. All right, so how do we get back into this? Because we've just been jibber-jabbering for a little while.